Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all of your financial bases and making informed decisions. Contact us today, Parker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Considering a mortgage loan, you have a new option right here in Sheridan. Tia Jaffe and the American Liberty Mortgage. Tia and her team offer years of personalized expert service and super competitive rates with a variety of home loan options to choose from. So whether you are purchasing or refinancing, they have something for every stage of your life. Give Tia Jaffe a call today, 307-214-8369 or visit her online at wildloans.com. NMLS number 636438. This is Christy at Buffalo Realty, and I would like to tell you about this beautiful country home just a few minutes from Claremont, Wyoming, on over eight acres and features exquisite views. The main level has kitchen, dining, living room, and a breakfast nook, covered patio, and striking landscaping. The upper level has two bedrooms and a full bath, laundry, and office. Interested? Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Take a nostalgic trip back to the 50s and 60s as Zachary and Dylan Smed play homage to Don and Phil Everly with their show, The Everly Brothers Experience, at the Wyo Theater, Friday, February 17th at 7 p.m. Don't want your love. With a career lasting over half a century, over 30 Billboard Top 30 singles, and an influence that affected countless legendary artists that came after. The Everly Brothers Experience, Friday, February 17th at the Wyo Theater. Tickets available now at the Wyo Box Office or online at wyotheater.com. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, Tom Brady officially decided to call it quits, but I got my eye on you, Tom. I'm not, I'm not so sure this time. We talk about possible returns for Tom. Plus, LeBron James is well on his way to become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA and where one area of his game is undoubtedly better than Michael Jordan's and how it's led to this moment. We've got those topics and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning the roads were closed. They just recently opened up. So please be careful when you're driving anywhere today, especially if you're heading out of town. And uh, as always... Take your time. 
My guests this morning are Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Greg Lumen. Good morning, Council members. Good, Good morning. morning. Now, I'm sorry we can't uh, be there to see each other in person, but I do want to welcome you to the show, and I want to thank you for being with us. Councilman Lumen, I'm going to start right with you. Uh, can you give us a little bit of background? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up on a family farm in Minnesota. I was fifth generation, and um, so was uh, pretty accustomed to the country life, a country boy. And then I went to a community college, got my associates of arts, and then to a four-year um, college in Minnesota and got my um, BA in education, and then made a total career change after working at the college for six years and became a firefighter in Wyoming. That's why I came to Sheridan was to be a firefighter. So um, that was in 1994. And Wow. So since... Yeah, so I put in 26 and a half years, ended at the rank of captain, and uh, retired a year and a half ago now. It's already been a year and a half. Um, kind of crazy. Time flies. And then I also own a business that I, um, with another retired captain, um, doing the fire extinguishers and hood systems. So. Oh, so in a way, you kind of continued doing what you were doing, but now you're just uh, selling the equipment or or updates to that equipment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a good job. <laughs> My wife says I do it for the communication with everybody else, um, not the money so much. So, but yeah, oh, See, and I am you can stay in contact with your guys, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, and I'm married, and we have four kids between us. So, oh, that's fantastic. Now, what was the catalyst to go from an education career into firefighting? What what drove that? Um, I was, you know, I was I did some student teaching and then I went into uh sub teaching to kind of cross over and uh then I started teaching majors classes the physical education classes at the college I went to and moved up into like administration type classes. And, um, there came a point where I either had to get my master's degree or find something else. And I was always kind of looking towards firefighting and I just started testing everywhere I could. And, um, Sheridan, I was working in Yellowstone at the time, uh, for the concessionaire, um, there and, Came out, tested, went back, worked, and went back to Minnesota. And they called me up in November and said, "You want a job?" And so, ended up coming right back out. It's the job that gives me that it gave me that physical side, but also the mental side because you're always learning more about the hazards that can affect you and the people that you're serving. So it gave me both oh, sides of what I was looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and such a, a fantastic job. I mean, a, a true service to the people of the city. And speaking of continuing that type of service, what inspired you to run for city council? What, what happened there? Um, you know, I was always interested in it as I was working at the fire department and the guys encouraged me to, uh, run for possibly mayor if it came up or 
And then once I retired, it was like, well, I think it's, it'd be great to be on the council. So I just decided to throw my, my, uh, name in the ring. And, um, and that was very interesting. I want to see the city progress and, um, keep the culture that we've got that brings people here. And, um, so it was just encouragement by other people. And then just my personal involvement in the community itself. Now I realize it hasn't been long, but what are your reactions so far to everything? Uh, is it, is it like drinking from a fire hose? Is it, is there any aspect (laughs) to it? Uh, you know, after the stressful job that you have gone through, how does that compare? Um, it's been, you know, it's, it's that fire hose part is the information that is just coming my way right now. It is just a lot and you can get involved to the point where you, you will be running all over. Um, I've never had so many coffee meetings in my life. Um, (laughs) And now it's, it's just really getting the information from the appropriate people and making sure that, you know, the concerns from the public, I turn around and make sure that, their information's accurate and then trying to get back to them and saying, well, here's what I found out. Um, so it's been a real learning experience. If you, I've been asked already how many, a lot of people have asked, so how can you get the best information? I said, just go to the council meetings and listen to the council meeting because doing that, you get the information on whatever is going on within the city right then, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, when it when it comes to all the, of that information and all that running around, like like you said, you can be as involved as you choose to be. Is there more to it than you initially thought in the beginning? And I'm not saying that any kind of regrets have been had, but what I am saying is, is there aspects to the position? where you thought, wow, that's got a lot more to it than I expected. Yeah, the procedural part of it has been interesting, Um, trying to, you know, how the meetings run and how you go about getting information and the avenues that you can take. That has been unique to me. I Working for the city, I kind of knew the inner workings of the city and who to talk to and all of that. But just certain topics, um, the amount of people that are involved in a project, it's trying to figure out who is the best source of information. That has been more in-depth than I thought it would be. So, But yeah. it's, been, it's been a fun challenge to learn. And it's, it's just kind of like almost like investigating topics and finding out what's the inner underlying um, information to that topic it's i've been enjoying it very much that was going to be my next question are you actually having fun oh yeah yeah this has been it's been great uh, great getting to know the community better and um the people um even the city employees that i knew i'm getting to know them even better now so it's been a lot of a lot of fun actually and it's been really interesting now, when you looked at the city and and made this decision and people helped you get there, when you really sat down 
with yourself and thought about it. What are the goals that you outlined for yourself as a member of the council? What would you like to accomplish while you're here? Um, really, I, my biggest goal is trying to uh, handle the issues that are affecting the people the most. And obviously right now, a big one is affordable housing and employment in Sheridan. So one of my goals is to turn that around and try and get it back to where it's livable um, to work and be here in Sheridan. Um, the other thing that I've always had a passion for is the main street. Um, it's the heart and center of our community and keeping that culture that it has and not allowing it to go away or be affected by any kind of um, disaster or anything that might cause harm to it is a goal of mine, which personally I'd like from the fire aspect, I'd, I'd like to see it protected with sprinkler systems and the project this summer that's coming up with YDOT and uh, redoing the main street, they're putting in connections for fire suppression. If the building owner um, wants to do that into their building and I'd like to get some incentives to allow that so that we can protect what we have right now. And the last thing that I'd like to really get into is the employees being, being a role model for the public um, and the community on treating your employees well and making um, their lives livable here as well. And uh, be the example, you know, show mm -hmm. other industries this is how we should be treating our employees so absolutely are, i can see that yeah now would you say that the largest challenge in that is affordable housing what would you say would be the largest challenge in all of that those goals the one uh, thing that you would like to overcome first oh definitely the affordable housing it's uh getting housing that is available um, and that uh, just, you know, supply demand, if you don't have the supply, the demand is higher. So it's one of those, how can we get our community, the growth in a way that is, you know, smart and um, done well, but also bringing down those costs if we can um, and providing the opportunity. So the land trust is one of those that they're just getting going and, and trying to get them in a, in a direction that, you know, they can provide some opportunities. But also, you know, what can the city council do to encourage those types of development? And I know there's been the Northeast Corridor talked about developing up there. Um, but looking at the short term and the long term, what can we do in the short and long term for providing that opportunity? Uh, for affordable housing within our community. Yeah, yeah, big challenge there. Uh, you know, it's really no magic bullet for an affordable housing. The discussions have been great. Uh, they've gone forward with a lot of great ideas, and I hope to see a lot of those start to pay off. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to review the last two years with Councilwoman Kristen Jennings. And we'll continue with our Sheridan City Council. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. 
Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. There's lots of fish under that ice just waiting for you, and they can be worth some cash. Get your rods and reels ready for the third annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmet Saturday, February 25th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for the largest fish, $300 for second place, $200 for third, and $250 tag fish. Tickets available during Derby Day at the lake, also at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan, or online at SheridanRotary.org. And oh, by the way, helicopter rides will be available as well, weather permitting. Sheridan's Rotary Ice Fishing Derby at Lake DeSmet, Saturday, February 25th, brought to you by Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Precision Excavation, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson Megan Power Sales & Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Hammer Chevrolet, Elevate Financial, and Wyoming Aviation Association. Was one of your New Year's resolutions to take better care of your car? It all starts with maintenance, and Midas Tire and Auto's here to help you start the new year off right. Midas has money-saving offers on what it takes to keep your vehicle running smoothly. From oil changes to fluid changes and any needed repairs, make your car last longer by following the maintenance schedule in your owner's manual. Midas size your vehicle now and save an extra 15% till the end of the month. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Do you ever use words that you don't know the meaning of just to make yourself sound more photosynthesis? Well, at the Health Nut, you don't have to sound all that smart to feel better about yourself. You can do that at the Healthy Soup, Salad, Sandwich, and Smoothie Bar. And aisle after aisle of healthy supplements to keep you sharp as a centroid. In an organic grocery store that is just as smart. The Health Nut on Sheridan's 5th Street, where you will always leave feeling calculus. It's Thursday, and that means it's time for Hot Buys over on SheridanMedia.com. We have a bunch of items from local retailers, all starting at half off of retail value. This week, we have Autoglass Chip Repair Certificates from Novus Autoglass, a certificate for three sessions of PEMF therapy from PEMF Wellness, as well as a certificate for lash lifting and tinting from the Gym Aesthetics. We have those items and more, all starting at half off of retail value, only on Hot Buys. Bidding is easy. Just click on the banner on SheridanMedia.com, find the items you're looking for, and place your bids. Hurry, though. Bidding ends tonight at 8 p.m. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse Brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust I'm Floyd Whiting My guests this morning are Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Greg Lumen. Now we've gotten to know our new uh, council member Greg Lumen, this morning Let's go back and let's review a couple uh, the last two years with Councilwoman Jennings. Ma'am, you have served on the council for two years now, and, and my first question would be, is it what you expected to be right off the bat? Uh, no. 
<laughs> the short answer. Um, you know, I, I actually made this statement a, a few weeks ago. I, you know, I think I can speak for a lot of people who run for council and, and the ideas and the, the thoughts that we have we're going to accomplish and we're going to move things forward and we're going to, um, you know, make sweeping changes. I think once you get in there and start to realize the process about how things work and, you know, how much of it is actually just day-to-day business. Uh, You know, I I think our ideas and our our thoughts and our um, ideology change in seeing, you know, what we what we didn't realize before, you know, when you kind of get behind the scenes. So, Absolutely. Uh, a, a lot, I think that happens on multiple levels of government. Um, and so, ma'am, I would ask you, could you give me an example, uh, just a simple example of how that applied in, in your last two years? Um, well, I think, you know, I mean, I, I probably went in with um, – you know, I'm I'm going to um, stand for things and and certain items and and um, you know probably more so on my side is the fiscal side of it. You know, going in as a fiscal conservative, um, you know, it's easy to say I will not vote for you know anything that looks like uh, excessive spending. But uh, you know, once you start to get the information it's like oh i you know i didn't realize how maybe this would apply uh you know still obviously very very um dedicated to my uh ideals and and just realizing you know that sometimes a little bit more logic comes into play uh w- with certain situations so absolutely ma'am and i would i would ask um have people stopped you on the street maybe they don't See that behind the scenes, things can change. Have you been stopped and had people tell you, you know, I voted you in. I'm a little upset that you voted on X, Y, or Z because I see it as excessive spending. And then you have to, maybe not even have to, but you like to, okay, well, let me explain as to why that had to be applied. Has that happened to you a lot? Um, you know, not a lot, uh, because I do try to be very uh, controlled in, in how I, what I vote for in spending. But uh, mm-hmm. it has happened on occasion. You know, um, a lot of times what you see is trying to explain, you know, why why do we need, you know, six more um, patrol vehicles or why do we need, you know, I mean, it, it's things like that that people don't always understand uh, the aspect of, what that looks like, you know, as a um, council person, it doesn't make sense to, uh, you know, run those vehicles until they are stopping on the side of the road. Well, uh, you know, that doesn't help if you're if you're trying to, you know, stop a crime or or to to pull somebody over, uh, you know, to have vehicles that are in good working order and and to make sure that we're not just, um, you know, constantly having to nickel and dime ourselves in in repairing a vehicle and so you know i I think that sometimes people it's hard because you want to apply your own personal life which may be i have to run my vehicle into the ground until i can get another one because i can't afford it um Mm -hmm. you know but applying that aspect of well you know on a personal level uh you know you're not chasing criminals down and so uh, you know (laughs) yeah 
Um, and so it, it needs to be, uh, you know, it needs to be from a standpoint that, that makes sense. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not for, Hey, we've hit, you know, a certain mileage and, and just because we've hit that certain mileage, you know, if the vehicle is still in good working order, let's, you know, let's get out of it what we can, but, uh, you know, also recognizing that most of the vehicles within the city's uh, purview are for the protection and safety of the citizens. And, and that needs to be, you know, considered when you're doing uh, something along those lines of replacing vehicles. So, and I, and I think Ma'am. once you, you know, explain that to people, they understand. It's just that first application of, Hey, well, my life looks different and, and it does, but this is also a business. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't, uh, and I'm not going comparing the two, but as an example, I can't stand outside of someone's farm look at the farmer and say, I don't agree with you spending that on that item. I don't understand anything about farming. And so I, I just, I, I can understand where you're coming from on that. Now, you know, have there been any surprises? Has there been anything that you just didn't expect, like sitting down with the budget, looking at it and suddenly just kind of realizing, wow, we have to spend this much money on X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it is very eye-opening. Um, you know, before council, you you hear information through the media or you know word of mouth, and and um, but again, it's it's one of those situations where you get in there, you get behind the scenes, and and the information that's starting to be given to you, and um, you know, it is it's it's eye-opening. Um, on both sides, because it is that situation of, oh, we have to spend this this amount of money. But there's the other side of it, too, that says, is every single dollar in there absolutely necessary? And so, you know, it's keeping that balance between um, being logical about, you know, what we need to do for the citizens and, and what we want to do for the citizens. <laughs> yes, yes. And that, those can be two very different things. Uh, sometimes, you know, even, even in everyday life, sometimes the head has to make the calls over the heart. Yes. Now, ma'am, what, what would you say was your greatest challenge in these two years that you've been able to overcome? Um, you know, I, I think there's obviously everybody goes in with preconceived notions about what to expect. And, and like I said, that, you know, that morphs and that changes as you go through. Um, I, I think probably the biggest challenge to overcome has been um, it has been those preconceived notions, uh, again, about what I thought um I wanted to see happen or what I thought I was going to, you know, be a champion of or, or push for or push against, um, you know, and, and starting to get in there and realize, you know, there's the situations could, could be different. They might, you know, my preconceived notions might be true. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but right. they're not always, mostly they're, they're made out of, you know, not having full, um, information. And so, you know, getting that information a lot of times changes, I may still come out with the same, um, thought process about how I want to handle it, but, you know, getting information is, is definitely the best way to make those decisions. And so I, I think, you know, a, a really 
hope, uh, you know, don't know that I can say I've conquered it, but really hope that, um, you know, I work on my preconceived notions about what I, I think something may or may not look like before I have all the information. Absolutely, ma'am. And, you know, I think that's part of just the human experience, conquering our own misconceptions or or walking in someone else's shoes and seeing what they're going through may change our, our ideal or our thought process on a particular subject. And that is something I think that we all deal with or should deal with on a daily basis. Now, uh, what do you believe is the biggest challenge facing Sheridan right now? Uh, are you, are you in agreement uh, with Councilman Lumen that this is housing? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably something that we all uh, agree on. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether that's um, something that if we, uh, you know, you said earlier, there's no magic bullet. There's no magic answer to how to how to deal with it. Uh, you know, we we take ideals and thoughts. You know, we, we did a housing study a couple years ago. Um, and outside of the Housing Land Trust recommendation, there were also several other recommendations in that and that um, housing study. And, you know, that's something where I would like to see us really pull apart every recommendation that we were given and, and not just one, you know, I mean, obviously we've, we've got the housing land trust in place, um, but I would like to see us look at some of those other recommendations too, because it's, it's not going to be just a one answer um, resolution. And yes, I think that, yeah housing and, and workforce, you know, I mean, and obviously the two probably go hand in hand, uh, quite comfortably. So. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying, you know, uh, big problem here in Sheridan, let's attack it from different angles. Uh, and, yeah. and maybe one of these angles will really take off, you know, maybe the others will have moderate success, but even if just one is, is overly successful, that's all we may need. Uh, now, I, I got to take a quick commercial break. When we're back, we're going to continue with our Sheridan City Council. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Sheridan College will host a performance by Wei Lua, world-renowned pianist, on Sunday, February 12th at 4 p.m. at the Whitney Center for the Arts. One of the most significant pianists of her generations, she's performed at many of the world's leading stages and now at Kennison Hall. It's a concert you won't want to miss. Tickets are 30 for adults, $20 for seniors and veterans, $10 for non-Sheridan college students. Visit sheridan.edu arts. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. 
Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Hi, this is Colton Bates with the Best Real Estate Team, and I wanted to tell you a little more about us. If you're driving around town, you may see the Bates Team on our signage, and that's easy to identify. It's Jill Bates, our fearless leader, and my mother, Logan Bishop, and myself. It'd be even easier if Logan just changed his last name. Of course, you'll still also find the big, bold red best that comes with as we have other awesome agents like Amity Allman and Joel Bailey committed to the absolute best service. You deserve the best, so work with the best real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST and visit bestwi.net. Proudly brokered by eXp. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40% of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Moss Holders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Moss Holders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Moss Holders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, my guests are the Sheridan City Council members, Kristen Jennings and Greg Lumen. Now, uh, Councilwoman Jennings, uh, we've gone over your two years, uh, Councilman Lumen. We've, we've talked about what it's like uh, to go from, uh, you know, being a captain of the fire team up to councilman. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about the Downtown Development Authority. And Councilwoman Jennings, could you remind listeners what the Downtown Development Authority is and what is the purpose of this authority? Um, yeah, so it was originally created in uh, 2014 for uh, downtown business owners, and um, <clears throat> I, I have the information here because I don't have it off the top of my head, um, but originally they were to uh, promote the health, safety, prosperity, security, and general welfare of the downtown district, um, and it's, it's comprised of um, business owners and property owners and um uh, they make up like the board uh, that that run the DDA. So, and why is this a subject of discussion now? Um, so, uh, my my history. I mean, obviously, I've only been on council two years, but um, you know, my history is that uh, they had um, had had several board members walk away after you know council had decided not to. Um, move forward with the North Gould Street building uh, in in fixing it up, and so um, it's 
it's kind of at this moment, it's kind of become defunct. You know, there's, they uh, have not had a lot of interest in people wanting to come on and, and be more board members. And, and so the question was basically just, you know, what, what should council do with it at this moment? Um, you know, do we set it aside? Do we, you know, get rid of it altogether? What's, what's the process for, um, you know, what, what happens moving forward since it's not currently being active. So. And so basically do we, do we need this? Uh, Councilman Lumen, I, I, I do realize you're very new to the council, but I would ask you uh, how you feel. Do you feel that the DDA is something that is needed by Sheridan as we go forward, or can we use that funding in other ways? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's learning about the organization and how it ran and how it ended. Um, yeah, because of the members that weren't associated with it anymore it kind of got on to a uh, hiatus for the last year or so and so i think it can serve a vital um service to the downtown area um i know casper's had some really good luck with their dda and what they've accomplished in the downtown area there I'd like to also maybe bring that here i didn't want to eliminate the organization completely because it it takes a bit to get it in, which is a 25, I guess they had a 25% of the downtown business owners do a petition to get it organized and it exists. I don't want to see it eliminated um, yeah. because I think it can be revised or, or rejuvenated and start doing some things for the downtown that you don't see some of those, you know, we get more and more people that are, uh, turning the upstairs into apartments is downstairs or downtown. And I think it's important that we have an organization that can work with the downtown businesses. And this would also include those people that live above there and own those businesses and own the buildings. They all would be able to get involved in the DDA and they can spend the time looking at the issues and developing plans to, you know, make it safer downtown, really keep drawing people in and uh, keep the downtown going into the future and making it that much better. Absolutely. Uh, Councilwoman Jennings, there are four options uh, that were available to the council. First off, were these discussed recently and explored recently? And what are those? Um, so the they were discussed at a previous study session, and then um, of course voted upon last Monday night. Um, the the four options were uh, just to continue on with the DDA and try to find board members, um, you know, fill the openings and and see if we could get you know uh, fresh blood in there that that wanted to move forward with it. Um, we talked about eliminating the DDA completely. Um, and then the other two options were to hibernate it, one with funding and one without funding until it got resurrected. So Now, as, as Councilman Lumen said, a lot of individuals are looking to turn their upstairs into apartments, which, in my opinion, would be absolutely amazing. Uh, it would be great to be able to go to the parade, look up in those windows and see people up there waving or maybe some flowers in the windows. I know that seems very very simple, but it really does kind of, you know, even add some life to the downtown area. 
Uh, ma'am, where do you sit on this issue? What what are you, what is your opinion of this? Um, you know, so I don't have anything uh, against. I completely agree. Seeing uh, downtown thrive and move forward is absolutely something that that every council member should should want. Um, you know, I don't necessarily see the DDA as being uh, the end all be all to that goal. Um, you know, I, I think that we have dealt with issues before they're usually dealt with within the city, um, you know, such as uh, people, you know, talked about Monday night, previous blight that had been downtown, um, you know, and it was it was mostly dealt with within the city aspect. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I just see it as another layer uh, potentially of bureaucracy that we don't necessarily need to, um, you know, be handing money over if it's something that we can deal with within the city. So, uh, you know, I was for eliminating it. I know people were, were uh, you know, the, the statement there was, well, it takes a lot to get it brought back around. And, and I, you know, my statement Monday night was I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing because anytime you have to really put in a lot of uh, thought and dedication into something, it really makes you consider whether it's something that you really need. <laughs> and, um, you know, so to make it easy to bring back, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me because I want us to really think long and hard about where we're, uh, parking our money that, you know, is it something that the city could handle? And if it is, then, then what's the point in, in, um, you know, just adding another layer there that people have to go through. So, and now, uh, will the discussion continue on this, Councilwoman, uh, or or do you feel that maybe there'll be a resolution as soon as uh, as the next council meeting? So it was actually voted upon on Monday night, and the the vote was to hibernate it um, and and add potential funding for later on. Um, you know, the questions that I had that that were not answered, and, and maybe they just couldn't be answered at that time. You know what triggers that to come back? Um, you know, is there is there some specific situation that we're looking for that is going to uh, resurrect this and say, oh, this is you know this is exactly the situation we need that we're looking for to to bring the DDA back. Um, you know, and and if there isn't that um, uh, line in the sand, then how long do we go and and just put this on ice until somebody says? Hey, you know, we're we're not going to continue to just hold this funding over. Um, you know, we're we're going to get rid of it and, and apply that funding to something else. And you know, so for me, there was there was definitely more questions that that I would have liked to have seen answered. But it was voted upon Monday night to to basically hibernate it, hibernate it and add funding when it gets resurrected. So, so that the organization isn't gone; it's simply yeah. kind of in the back storeroom. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, All right, I'm going to switch. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> no, I'd just like to see it come back. And I, there is a, a, a council member that would be on that um, committee if, or that organization if it did come back. And I would love to be involved in that. And I think it's something that you just got to find the people that are passionate about it and want to pursue it I, it's a direct representation of the business owners and renters downtown and and uh, the owners of the buildings i think it'd be a great thing to get going again and i just want to say that this is perfect 
discourse, in my opinion. This is exactly yeah. how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I, I seriously, I, I, I love to see this. Two individuals with fantastic arguments on both sides coming together and, and discussing these issues. And this is how we move forward as a council, as a city. Uh, and, and so I will be watching closely the DDA and, and to see where it goes from here. And I think a lot of people will be, too. Uh, uh, we don't have a lot of time left. I'm going to switch gears on you to something coming up that is all positive, in my opinion. The Wyo Winter Rodeo. This is going to be happening on the 18th of February. The scajoring is going to be going on. It is going to be the place to be in Sheridan. Council members, uh, I'll start uh, with you, Councilwoman Jennings. Um, when it comes to this, uh, can you tell me a little bit about this upcoming event? Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's something I had never even heard of uh, until it came out in the last couple of years here at Sheridan. And, um, you know, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend the first one. But watching the pictures and the videos, it was it looked like so much fun and people really seemed to enjoy it. Um, so basically, they are um, originally it was it was down here, down on Broadway, but uh, they're moving it to the fairgrounds mostly for safety of the of the riders and the skiers and the horses and um and then of course weather so everybody better be praying for snow <laughs> <between now. laughs> yeah. and uh so yeah basically they just they have their teams that go out and and perform in the events and um yeah like i said it, it looks like a lot of fun that not something that i think i would ever participate in it's it's uh Looks scary to me, but <laughs> <laughs> way. So <laughs> now, uh, switching over to you, Councilman Lumen, as someone who's worked in in the first responder field for for a number of years, seeing an event like this, uh, it's fun. It's fantastic. Um, it's something that I'm, you know, I'm sure maybe you enjoy watching, but I'm sure that you also see. The danger and and the uh, the possible risk involved here. Uh, it, it, how many scajoring events have you been to, sir? I went to the very first one and was an observer, um, and it was crazy how busy it was. Um, there were people lined up along the street. I mean, it was it was a fun event. It really was. Um, you know, the one thing that having it at the fairgrounds opens up is the street because of response for emergency vehicles and everything. Not that we don't have alternative routes. It's just, you know, it, it does close out a good uh, large vein of the, the downtown area when it is held down there. Now, this is the trial year. They're going to see how it goes. I think, you know, this may change things to the point where, it, yeah, it might work out better up there. Um, and, you know, you got quick access too. The other thing is, the I'm sure they're going to have standbys for ambulance. Um, you know, there's a quicker access up there because there's less streets and buildings in the way, and you don't have to try and find out where they are along the course. So that might be another positive thing for having it up there. I know that people are really excited about seeing it, and I've talked to a lot of people that are going up, and I'm hoping that we can get some time away and go up for it. Now, I'm running out of time, sir, but uh, 
if, if you could just take one minute, about one minute, what is something that you would tell someone who was thinking about running for council? Maybe it's something that uh, you learned that you didn't know. Maybe it's something that you've learned about the job itself. What would that be? It would be get involved. Um, you know, and I know um, uh, Councilman Patsig as well had really talked about this a lot during the uh, lead-in and into uh, running for the for the council positions. And everything is get involved. Go and go to the council meetings. Um, go to the study sessions and really learn about what's going on within the city and then go out and talk to employees too. There's sometimes a disconnect between the employees and the administration above. I shouldn't even say the administration, the council, there's a distance that is created between the two. And I think you just get out there and go talk to the employees, see what their concerns are. And then also get to know the department heads and trust that, they know what they're doing because they are running those organizations, the different departments within the city, and trust them that they're doing it in a way that um, is positive and going forward for the city itself. Thank you, sir. Ma'am, I've got uh, literally just about one minute. Uh, if you could just give me a quick 45-second, uh, if, if someone was thinking about running for council, what would you tell them? Um, you know, I would tell them just keep an open mind, uh, you know, get involved and keep an open mind. Um, you know, don't hold hold true to your um, ideals and your thoughts and, and your standards. Uh, but, you know, keep keep an open mind in, um, you know, how the information is presented. Absolutely. Uh Council members, I want to thank you so much, and I want to thank you for your patience uh, doing this over the phone with me this morning. Uh, it's always a little more difficult, but I think we got through it pretty good. Thank you again for calling it. Thank you very much. This has been Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Valentine's Day is here soon. Branded with quality. Shipton's bigger. It's all right here, everything you need. Shipton's what a great time to shop Montana Silversmiths for your sweetheart. Your largest and most complete selection is found at Shipton's Big R. Jewelry, buckles, gifts, plus a lot more. Celebrate treasured moments with Montana Silversmiths and tie them to life events, personal milestones, and love stories. For him, for her. Earrings, necklaces, bracelets, jewelry sets, money clips, and more. Our entire Montana Silversmith selection is now on sale at 15% off. Rooted in the West with handcrafted detail. Montana Silversmiths for Valentine's Day. Now on sale at Shipton's Big R. 
Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. We're heating things up this month at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We're giving away $2,000 in Sheridan Commercial Company gift cards, and you don't want to miss out. We'll give away $200 in gift cards each day for 10 days. We'll start the giveaways on Monday, February 13th. Come in and register now. In fact, you can come in and register every day. You can't win if you don't sign up. No purchase necessary. We're giving away $2,000 in gift cards this month. Sign up now. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Wyo Renovation wants you. Well, your house at least. They'll buy your home for cash, no matter what it looks like or what condition it is in. You don't have to do a thing besides contact them. No cleaning, no repairs, no having to leave for showings or make everything just right. And best of all, no realtor or commission fees. Confidential, fast, friendly, and they'll make you an offer on any home. Learn more at wyorenovation.com or Find them on Facebook. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 in a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Downtown Sheridan Association is receiving these funds for a random draw. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE. Sheridan. K-R-O-E.